Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love to talk about. And uh, we do it right here from New York City. I'm your host, Mike Dolce. As always, joined by the Lord of the Radio himself, Hassan Godwin. I lost my headphones. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Just hold the show. Just to, just pause just the show. Hold the, yeah, hold the show. Just pause the show. I can talk while we while no, you do no, that. Go ahead. You're doing fine. Really? <laughs> yeah, you're doing fine without me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that's you know. Anytime I can get a vote of confidence from you. Yeah, uh, it's rare, isn't it? It's a good thing. It's a rarity. Uh, we got a lot of cool things going on. Um, we, we have a new intern. Anna, say hello. Hello. Yay, we have new interns. Yay, new interns. New people. That's what I like. That's what we like to see. We like to see new interns, new faces, out yeah. with the old, Anna in with the new. Anna thinks it's hot in here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, that's because it is. That's, that's for Sam. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Uh, we have a great show tonight. We have a lot of cool things. So, new intern. We're gonna do right. some new things, which we'll get into. Things. We'll yeah, get into we uh, you know very very briefly. Okay. Uh, we've got Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan. Yeah, but he's done. He's doing other things also. Uh, before we get, you know, unfortunately we don't get this in our interview, but apparently on Howard Stern he said he has seen a reptilian. He's yeah, seen a reptilian. Yeah. A reptilian what? Oh, you're you're not into alien lore, huh? No. Oh, we're, no. we're going to talk. Well, you're going to have to kind of explain that if you're going to say, if you're going to qualify that as, uh, you know. Well, essentially reptilians are reptile-like humanoids that, that are exist. Aliens. Yeah, they're, they're a form of alien. Are they like the lizard men in yes. Flash Gordon? Yes. Where it was a guy in a suit yes. with, a, with, a, with the mouth of the suit open and his yes. face was in the mouth? Yes. That was so bad? Yes. That's what the reptilians, I'm not afraid of them then. Uh, Bring them on. They're a race of, of aliens that have migrated, that have like mingled with humans. Oh, so they're already here. Yes. They're already here. Yes. So they have like um, human skin face, skin mask yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Why, do we, why, do we, why are we worried about that? We don't oh, even like each other. Who cares about reptilians? But it's kind of like out of the norm, right? Like wouldn't that kind of freak you out a little bit? Not really. No. Yeah. No? Like no. If so So if Anna, our intern, just like all of a sudden just like turn into like a reptile, like in front of you, you'd be like... Like, mm. She's a vegetarian. I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get eaten, so it'll be fine. Okay. I, you got to see, it's all about diversity. Now, had I... Re- had I re- oh, oh, very nice. Had I, had I realized that he had seen a reptilian, I would have asked him the question. But if unfortunately, I, yeah. I did not. How do, you, but how do you come across that? <laughs> Only, you know, but that's why it. Howard Stern's in the business. Because yes. Howard Stern's like, I don't, just, I don't give an F. I'm just going to ask you but about Billy reptilians. But Billy Corgan actually said he saw a reptilian. Yeah, it's crazy. So, he saw, so, so one of his fans just came to his, his uh, dressing room I, I, I and ripped her face of off. And I said, I'm a reptilian. Yeah. I'm revealing my, our secret No, no, no. He said, that he, said that he saw somebody turn into something else. He saw somebody? Yeah. How does Billy Corgan do anything low profile if he's Billy Corgan? He's a star. He's so he's a superstar and he's can't, he's, he's, he's a, a star, but he's a weird looking dude. So I feel like he's a weird looking dude. I'm yeah. just talking about he's gonna have an entourage. He's not gonna be I able to think, go anywhere. No, quietly. he's in his fifties. He's got kids now. He's not. He's there's entourage days are long you over. Get an entourage anywhere you go. You're gonna have to have your publicist with you and a whole bunch of hangers on. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, I bet. No, he's done. He's done. Like so, how did where did he see this? Where did he see? This oh, I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I listened to our show and that's it. See, how I did so that. You, 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 I only 
listen back to our show. But I don't you, listen I got to questions our now. You brought that up. I now I have questions. We'll get into it when we uh, when we do the interview because uh, I think we'll, we do touch on some really cool things. We'll see. We we'll do see. touch upon a couple of his political views. We do touch upon the early days of Smashing Pumpkins. We do touch on a possible reunion as well too. So we're pretty excited about all that. Mm. Uh, with with uh, with with three out of the f- oh, well two out of the three. I would imagine. No, 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 other, no, 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 they are all, they are all, all four of them. they are, yeah, right? yeah. Really? Even Darcy? Even Darcy. I've read, I've read about Darcy. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're, they've reconciled. Really? Yeah, they've reconciled. All right. All right. I don't want to give too much away, though. We got, you know, we got a lot of show to get into. Before we do, though, we uh, <laughs> again, we do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are on Amazon Alexa. That's right. We That's are cool. on Alexa devices. You didn't tell me that. Uh, well, I'm telling you right now. Well, you should tell me that before the show. Yeah, I wanted to be surprised. I'm on the show. I shouldn't find out about things when the audience. Yeah, but wants then I get a, a nice spontaneous reaction from you. No, that's not cool. I don't like to be <laughs> manipulated. By the way, we're canceled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, my Wednesdays back. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, whoa! I had no idea Wednesday could be this much fun. Uh, if you look up Spreaker Podcast Radio Player on Amazon, enable it on your Alexa device. Then Alexa open Spreaker. Then Alexa open Secrets of the Sire. Oh, that sounds like a while of work. Ain't technology. Well, it's a lot of speaking. Yeah, it's all voice activated. Oh, you gotta, you gotta. Well, you once gotta you mouth once off. you enact the, the that's, that's how that's the connection with the show, right? right. You gotta mouth off to your device, and then, <laughs> right. and then you get us mouthing that's, off to you, right? It's very accurate, very <laughs> accurate. So, ain't technology grand? We're on Amazon yeah, Alexa. I like it. Um, but we're now, not lizards, but but I, you know, we're getting there. So we're gonna introduce a brand new segment. We're going to do so, you know, look, we're always looking to do this better, right? So we're going to call this Here's Trending, right? Here's what Trending, yeah. All right. What? Fire it up, baby. I don't know, that's what Sam just came up with. <laughs> you let Sam choose? Oh, man, you get, you get pumped with the music? I'm getting pumped with the music. Yeah, roll camera. We're going to go with what the top trending stories. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do this. I like I like having music in back there. All right, <laughs> yeah, how we're getting professional. Inhumans versus the Gifted. Ah, yes. Two of the newest uh, shows. Given how well all of Marvel's blockbuster films do at the box office, one might think Ba-boom. the company's super-powered stories would fare just as well on the small screen. It's not really <laughs> the case, though. Well, they gotta actually. Well, never mind. Keep keep going. The fantastical and well cast drama's two part series premiere was watched by around three point seven five. This is the Inhumans. Nice. Uh, that's not no. That's not nice. Not three point seven five. That's not. That's not three point seven five people. Right. That's three point no. seven five million. Yeah, but that's that's pretty weak for network television. Three million people watching any very one weak. show. I don't that, think see, Walking Dead has more than. They have nineteen million. Yeah, that's a lot more. Like if you do the I don't math, know, like if you actually premiere. do the math, it is it is much greater. It is like million, eight times greater. Nineteen million no, that's overall. Not, that's not good math. Six times greater. What? Yeah, six times greater. All right. Well, I'm look, f- I have to look those numbers up. On the flip side, Fox is the numbers. gifted is doing pretty well for itself despite an, an existing. And they have like six hundred thousand, right? He's going to say that, and then I'm going to. They be are like, four point nine million viewers sense. in its season premiere. Now they did. Um, That's the season premiere, though. Yeah, they did end up dropping a little bit to four million, but they've actually been huh. very steady. Plus, the reviews for the gifted have been much, much better than Inhumans. Really? So so far, in really? you know, I haven't seen the gifted. Have you? Uh no, no. I'm going to binge that. I'm gonna, I think uh, it's a binge-worthy show, a binge show, if I could think so. So 
I tried to binge uh, a Legion, and I ended up in a mental institution. <laughs> this so. is very speak. <laughs> the, the trick is you have to drop acid before you watch it. <laughs> no one tells me and anything. Then it makes sense. Well, no, I just sat down. And up. I had a bag of chips, I think, and that was not enough. Apparently, psych- psychologically, no, no, no it's to, to be able to deal with it's, uh, it's definitely not with all the twists and turns. All right, so the snozberries are not snozberries. <laughs> Moving, moving along. No Willy Wonka. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, wait. So, okay. so the wrap-up of that yeah. is basically uh, the gifted, probably going to make it. Yeah. Uh, in in humans. humans. But didn't we... We kind of all saw that coming, right? Exactly. It's not a surprise. Okay. All right. It's not a surprise. That's too bad, but okay. James Marsters says his Buffy character Spike was disposable, according to Page Six in an interview. Uh, James Marsters reflected on his iconic bleach blonde supervillain character Spike. To Joss Whedon, evil is not cool, and I really respect that. Spike was put up as cool and evil only because he was a disposable character. He was supposed to die. This is stuff that I've actually known for a long time. So you actually, you, yeah, we we posted this on our Facebook page, and and it's got this it's got this headline. Kinda, it's the clickbait headline. Yeah, I kind of posted it just because, um, you know, he's always got he's he's always got a kind of self deprecating uh, self sure. vision of himself and his involvement and his uh, his contributions to it, and he was basically what I ended up watching. Four, yeah. Towards oh, the end, he was he was the, he was the show. It's the only reason I came back for show. season five of Angel. Well, see, yeah, oh yeah, I agree hundred percent. So, agree hundred um, percent. He was the best part of that. Yeah, show. so he should uh, he should give himself a little more credit. The thing I that think. I took out of the article though that I Pat really... Shand does not agree. By the way, no, Pat Shand loves Spike. No, but he doesn't Big agree Spike with my fan. assessment that no, he well, was you don't, probably you hate the only Joss thing I you have it out for Joss Strong word. Hate is strong. I agreeing with you. She doesn't like Joss Whedon either. Good, good. She's a keeper, but <laughs> hate is strong. I don't. I never. You know, said hate. you know, we don't get to decide these things, huh? right? Like, she's yeah, she has to come back on her own. Show up. Well, right. you know, as long as the mind control takes. You well, know? as long as she doesn't go walking in Central Park after this, we're in good shape. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna work on that. That's the one thing we're, we're gonna like, deter her from doing that. We're like, hey, there's Central Park. Cool. No, 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 no. 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 Not not now. Late. <laughs> not earlier. when it's not lit. Much earlier. When it's bright and you can see the green of the trees, then you could yeah. be there. The uh, so this is the thing though that I took out of it. Marsters will be back. Back on TV, November twenty first, yes, starring as a supervillain, of course, in Marvel's Runaways <gasps> on Hulu. Yeah, which a, is kind of always a great thing to see you him know working. What the problem is, he's always misused in yeah. whatever uh, whatever cameos or whatever he's doing. He's always underused or misused. He was utilized probably the best. His talents were utilized the best in in uh, in Buffy and Angel. Sure, even though I, you know. I have my issues with that, but I, I none of my issues fall on him. I, I liked him number thoroughly. One, number one skill he has is he is not British. He is not British. And he, in no. fact, he has a very weird regular accent. It's like weird talk, seeing it because all the <sighs> whenever you hear him, you yeah. hear him. If you've ever heard him talk, it's like it's it's yeah. Nah, he's I not saw British. him live at one of our conventions when uh, when we yeah. were Wizard. Yeah, it was like what? It's like yeah. Wait a minute. No, just start, was, just start talking British. I don't know how he is now, but he yeah. was. So Super nice. Like he was one of the extremely. That's why it's so nice to see him back. Um, He was on. um, Shoot, I forget. It was like a syndicated show a few years ago. To um, uh, was it Dollhouse? It wasn't. No, he wasn't on Dollhouse. It wasn't a Joss Whedon vehicle. It was a Jane. Boy, I, I'm, wow. I'm completely good, blank. Good research. Tonight. I know. We do, we do uh, I, you know, that's the sad part. We work hard here. I feel like I we shouldn't even need research because you should she just was know one of, She was one of the staff writers there for a long time. She yeah. Ended up, she ended up going. Uh, it starts with a T, but I'm sure one of yeah, our loyal listeners. You're looking listening. at me. That's that's yeah. that's ridiculous. Well, I know he was on Andromeda. 
He was one episode in Andromeda, mm. and he was underused there. He yeah. was great in that episode, and it never, he does. It so never it's, had him back. It's good to see him back. Five years on the show, it never had him back. And finally... Uh-oh. And we did have Kevin Sorbo on, so that's relevant. Finally, relevant. Star Wars Solo has a name. Yeah. Up to this point, we've been forced to call Disney's next standalone Star Wars film that cumbersome, as of yet, untitled Han Solo film. Mm-hmm. No longer today, director Ron Howard, which was actually yesterday, announced that the film had finally wrapped production and that it would simply be called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Hassan, what do you think terrible. of that name? I think it's terrible. I think it's a terrible name. Of what course, would you name it? And we, we throw I don't, this out to I the wouldn't, I wouldn't have done the movie, so I don't, I, I'm not going to fall for that trap because I don't have a name for it. I wouldn't have. I would have called it Kessel Run. I don't know. I would have called it something relevant i wouldn't have called it solo a star wars story that's 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 bad that's you wouldn't very have... bad that's very bad no yeah 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 no very i would have I, you know even the books even the, the expanded universe scruffy books, nerf herder no no why not that because that's a terrible name that's a terrible name? That's a terrible I name. I think it's fantastic. Of course you do, because you came up with it. Yeah. But you so think a lot of bad things are fantastic. Supposedly he's got his real name. We're going to learn his real name. Yes, and Han Solo is not his real name. Which is, which is a real shame. Yeah, it's another piece of uh, because it's not, it's retcon not as crap. If, it's not as if, like... It's another piece of Disney retcon crap. It's not as if, like, the Star Wars universe itself is, like, full of, like, normal names... And it's his not is like, like the an Star abnormal Wars name. Is full of normal names. Also, it's not like the Star Wars universe is so small you can only focus on three people. Right. Which well, is what they've been kind of doing. The yeah. situation and the setting of three people from, from since 1977. And they need to expand beyond that. So, now, I will go see it. I'm not, I'll never deny that I would, I would not so see I'm it. So I'm going to stop you right there because that's the problem. And we're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about this next segment, right? We're going to talk about this next segment as to why we can, we can, we can. No, no, no. We're going to talk about this next segment completely, go into depth as to why you can declare you're done with Star Wars, and it's not the case. Also, Ah. keep sending in your Han Solo movie title names. I want your best Han Solo movie title names, better than Solo: A Star Wars Story. (laughs) We'll read them on the air next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. We're going to keep it superficial. Just a brass tack. We are very superficial people in general. So we're going to stick to, well, I'm a very superficial person. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a book by the cover (laughs) kind of person. I'm a great guy. I'm not superficial (laughs) at all. Secrets of the Sire.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture, everything you want to know. We have a tremendous guest coming up in the next segment, Mr. Billy tremendous? Corgan. Does that mean, is that a, is that a weight thing? <laughs> he is. And, and his <laughs> the interview, again, while it does not get into the reptilian stuff, which I'm very upset that yeah, it does not get into now. That's a, that's a I loss. didn't know it was a that's valid a, question at that point. You yeah. know, if I was interviewing Everything him, he's going to talk about is going to be boring compared to actually what... Uh, well, he does talk about the Kardashians. No, but I want to hear about... He does talk about freedom of speech. What did he see? Yeah, whatever. He Who cares about, about freedom of speech? <laughs> you want to know about reptilians? Yes, I yeah. want to know. Was he on the ship? Did he? Did, was no, he, no. He, I, you know, again, because he's from a planet of his own, right? Yeah. So he's trying to. He's. It's a double blind. Yeah. He's trying to warn us about the reptilians so that his invasion works yeah. out. Well, speaking of aliens, oh, and galaxies far, that far was away. What we call a segment, ladies. And that was gentlemen. pretty good, actually. I think that was okay. Yeah, it was know. maybe a five. It was maybe a five out of five ten. Out Are you eight. rating my? You rating my segues now? I gotta. I'm you sorry. do? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for some of our audience who's on our Facebook feed, Facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Plug. I would love to see some Star Wars uh titles. You have not come up with one. Anna, do you have a Star Wars? I came I Han said Solo Kessel title? Run. No, Hansel. Kessel Run? Kessel Run. Uh, yeah, yeah. She doesn't look like us. Ah. Oh. Right. What? No. Meh. All right. Meh. Kessel Run? Kessel not Run. Not good. What's the Kessel Run? Mike. Well, he did it in whatever parsecs, right? Uh huh. I don't know the uh-huh. exact name. So you don't know exact number. So you don't know what you're talking about. That's we a did perfect the, he name. He did it though. No, I know. I know what it's, it's referencing to. Yes, I understand. That's the it's Millennium perfect. Falcon. That's why it's famous for whatever. I would. I would name the movie Millennium Falcon. Ooh, a Star Wars story. Something of a spinoff of there. I would make that entire movie about the Falcon. Yes, and, and have yes. him be incidental. Yes, right. And then in, in in the now we're talking in the process of talking about the Falcon, you get a little. Little tidbits of his life. Now we're talking. I think but now you're talking. To focus on him and the Falcon, he's going to get the Falcon towards the end. It's going to be like an, the Enterprise. It's going to be one of those like things. So it's going to be. So Phil bad. Owen from from the rap, kind of kind of jumping off of what we're kind of talking about here, right? Wrote an article. I'm breaking up with Star Wars. Mm, yes, the sir. Disney era of Lucasfilm has killed my lifelong Star Wars fandom. Uh, and murdered. He's and talking murder. And he says, I woke up Tuesday morning to a bunch of emails about the Han Solo movie getting a title. I didn't click through any of them. I hit the snooze button, rolled over, and went back to sleep. Eventually, I found out what the title was, but couldn't muster up enough enthusiasm in any direction to even tweet about it. It was just the latest in a long sequence of events. has made something very clear to me. It's about time that I broke up with Star Wars. Hmm. And this is something that you've been very... Um, you know, a proponent of, in a sense. I don't want to say proponent. That's not maybe, maybe too strong a word. No, but I'm I'm getting close. I'm getting close to that. Point. Yeah, just because of uh, first of all, even if they were doing a great job, the sheer volume of what they're planning to do is 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 going to be it's going to have ever diminishing returns. Did Did you ever read the story when you were a kid, like Christmas Every Day? No. I have you ever seen? I think maybe it was a TV movie. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Could a be. book, or maybe it was Could a be. maybe I mean, it was a I children's book. It. Yeah, okay. but that's essentially what we're living in now. right? Yeah, we're essentially like Too it's much about of a good the thing. it's about the girl who she had like one wish, and she's like, oh, I wish Christmas was every day. Right, and like so, like the first day is Christmas, and she's like, this is great, I got presents, and then the next day she wakes up and it's Christmas, and she gets presents. This is great. Oh my god! And then day three, and then day four, and then eventually like a week in, you know, she's running out of things to get. Mm-hmm. The town is running out of things to make because they're like, well, we've made all the toys now. Right, There's nothing right, left here. Right. And eventually she's like, well, I'm sick of Christmas every day. Yeah. So ruined. is that what we're kind of at? We're, we're, we're definitely at that point. We're definitely. Well, I don't know. Some of us are at that point. Fandom in and of itself 
Not, not really at that point. But what did you just say? Before I said I was going to go see it, but I don't know. I honestly Isn't don't know. Isn't that the problem? I don't even really know if I'm going to go see The Last Jedi. So... I think... I think that I movie... I think I'll eventually see it, but I don't think I'm going to go with the... Uh, you know, I wouldn't go in, like, the first few weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't, it would, I wouldn't go with any kind of enthusiasm for it. Yeah. That's just because I'm not excited for it. Yeah. So, um... Han Solo is even less exciting yeah. to me than the idea of Rogue One was. Like, oh, okay. But we liked Rogue, Rogue One, though. We did. You know? We did. We enjoyed it. But it's, I'm talking about, like, to get me to go see it, not really. Speaking of Rogue One, Tom Hutchison, who was our guest last week, mm. he, had, uh, he had a few comments on this, too. Um, my Star Wars is the films and nothing else. Been that way basically forever. Mm-hmm. After the train wreck of Rogue One, I'm mm-hmm. out of these side Star Wars stories. Zero interest now. Uh, he went on to say the first two thirds of the film were a huge waste of time, mm-hmm. impossible to rewatch, poorly paced and poorly written. Uh, possibly because of all the reshoots, reshoots we heard about, but regardless, it's just boring. And I actually thought there was a little bit of yeah, truth to that. Actually, if you, I don't know, I would disagree with that. The first, you know, the first like two thirds of the movie. Like no, I actually tried, no, I actually I tried wa- rewatching the movie. I loved the movie when I saw it in mm-hmm, theaters, right? Mm-hmm. I tried rewatching it. I just, I just lost interest halfway through because the the real money shot of that movie is the end, right? I mean, it essentially is the assault on the on the, on the base to to stop the Death Star to you know when when Vader's actually out there cutting people up and doing things like that's that's. That's like, it's, it's, it was almost the akin to uh, Wedding Crashers. You ever see Wedding Crashers? Of course, you've seen Wedding Crashers, right? With with Vince Vaughn and Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson. Mm -hmm. Loved that movie when I saw it in the theaters. Thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Explains a lot. Watched it the second time? All the impact of the surprise element of the jokes went away. Because you knew they were coming. Right. Whereas other films, like, say, Anchorman, I didn't love when I first saw it. And then right. I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh, that's really so funny." It, it, it and then slowly, it grows it's and, a yeah. slow burn. Yeah, you know, but I'm saying well. so. Rogue One is is Wedding Crashers. Okay, um, look, it's it's the difference between novel readers and uh, comic book readers, right? That's an insult to comic book readers everywhere. No, it's not. Comic book readers are focused more to the point. They want exactly. They want action set pieces. They want specific mm-hmm. kind of thing when they crack open a comic book, whereas. A novel reader is is a little more is it probably, novelty? huh? No, is a novelty. Oh my god, that was bad. My, my, yeah. Can I can I just get a cab? Can I get out of here? Go walk in Central no, Park. Yeah, I, I would survive. Um, this is novel, very true. A, a novel and if reader. you're gonna walk through Central Park tonight, walk next yeah, to him. Walk, walk with me. Actually, no, that I'll would run get away. Him, that would get you arrested. No, yeah, probably. What's, what's with the what's with the girl? Uh, <laughs> be like, oh, she's following me. I don't know. About, you know. The strawberries. I never knew anything about the strawberries. Um, <laughs> but a novel reader is is gonna uh, allow for pacing. It's gonna allow for setting. It's gonna yeah. allow for scenery. So some of the things that were in Rogue One that were really great was a more world building. Got so to you're see big more on things. the world building. Yeah, yeah, you're big on the world building. Yeah. Unlike you, who are a comic book reader, I don't as just, opposed I to just, reading books. I, I get a po- to a point, though. Mm. Um, you do get to see different worlds, and that's kind of cool. It's a visual medium. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to see the visuals of the of Because to me, it still comes down to the characters, right? It still comes down to there the story. It still comes down to the... But well, the, yes, I understand there were characters. It yeah. wasn't just like it wasn't just like a panoramic view of like all these wonderful right. little places and right. stuff. I mean, they actually had people Yeah, but see, that's things. the thing. If there's characters in there, and you know there's a movie, and you know what the movie's about, two mm-hmm. hours, right? You know 
it's going to get to something. Yeah. Right? So all the information they're giving you is is theoretically or hopefully pertinent information, right? Sure. So you get this information well, they're and- giving you with this backdrop, with this panorama sure. of, of uh, you know, all these amazing visuals but or all these decent that visuals. That is where Rogue One is a little weak in the middle, though, because they give you these characters, but they don't fully go through with all of them. They introduce that's, a lot of characters. That's the craziness I, I keep hearing from people who really liked The Force Awakens but didn't like Rogue One. And that's amazing to me. I, I like both. So, yeah, but uh, I know. But I'm talking about, like, the, sure. but they don't have that problem with, with The Force Awakens. Sure. Which, which is ridiculous, because there's less information in The Force Awakens than there is about all these characters in Rogue One. Something we didn't get into last week, but we wanted to, though, was the issue of, you know, with Force Awakens, you know, once Han Solo steps on the screen, you know, once Han Solo is there, it becomes a different movie altogether. You know, once the older characters come in, it stops being a movie yeah, about a these new fest. characters. It's a barn fest. You know, hey, look who came to the party. So, just to respond to what you had kind of said, right. I mean, maybe that's the case. Maybe at that point, it just it, it because it shifts so so dramatically in that sense. And I don't mean necessarily drama for the sake of being like a dramatic. Like I'm just saying, it dramatically yeah. shifts. Like it, it I there, there's really, a definitive shift in that movie. I would have preferred that movie if if uh, if the original characters weren't in it. At I all. agree, actually. I would have preferred it if it was like maybe a hundred to two hundred years after, so they could keep the fates of these other characters sure. ambiguous, right? Mm-hmm. But they could continue the story, yeah. And then we could concentrate on the other because those other characters, as you say, were interesting, yeah. And they stopped developing almost the moment yes. he showed up. Because and the, then it became some kind of weird, uh, it, it can't weird. Uh, I mean, Finn's journey at the beginning makes good kind of. Yeah, Finn's journey at the beginning was actually really powerful. I mean, you actually get to learn who's under. Uh, yeah, and then he's a he's just gone after right. that. After, right. after he essentially Solo falls to the back. Yeah, uh, you know, Ray. Obviously, there was the problems with how she knew how to be a Jedi so quickly. I and I get that, but but aside from that, um, you know. There was some mystery laid into it. And maybe to your point, maybe they could have resolved that in the first movie or given us an inkling of that. All they had to do in the first movie was just give you some pieces and give you some explanations as to why you're sure. not getting the information. Right. Right? Or they could, they, they could do what the original movie did, was just give you lies. Sure. So that you don't know that's the that, – right. and then you find out later, and right. no, that's not true. Right. But to give you nothing is weak. It's really right. bad storytelling. But it's also really difficult, right? Because in the, in the yes. first – in Telling the original episode – stories is hard oh, no, that's for easy. millions that's easy. and millions of dollars. Yes. I got that. It's no problem. Yeah, it's too bad. Episode four, though, I mean, if you think about it, you have these – you have these, you know – core group of characters you have people mm-hmm. who are incidentally involved who become very involved you have people who you know want to be involved and get involved and then you have mm-hmm. people who are already involved who then meet these people right i mean right. that's that's the breakdown of what these characters are and they have this great dynamic and that dynamic is carried through mm-hmm. and in force awakens you don't have that mm-hmm. in rogue in rogue one you you have too many people i think right you have too many things going I on i don't know i wouldn't agree with that or maybe we're just after the fact we're already Breaking it down to a point of, you know, maybe we're maybe we are killing these movies. Maybe us. we are killing. Yes, you and I personally, or us, um, the, the fans. Us, the fans. Okay, so not just you and I. No, because that'd be kind of awesome if you and I were killing it ourselves. That we had that kind of power, we could kill. Oh, we're very powerful people. We are. We, oh, extremely powerful. So why don't we just like whatever it? we say, absolutely it just does. happens. It just happens. See what it's I did there? Real. Lies. That's what makes a good movie. Are we going to break yet? Best writer ever. <laughs> when we come back, oh Jesus! Man. <laughs>
terrible. When we come back, Billy Corgan. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We uh, talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love, and we do it right stuff here. Um, makes the girls run away. Oh, well, clearly. <laughs> no, no, no. This, that is completely stuff false. Stuff that makes the girls That leave. is completely, completely false. I recommended false. Secrets of the Sire on my show, and I got less uh, female listeners. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Scripty Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Our next guest falls into the pop culture world, but it uh, was a personal thrill for me. Have you ever seen him live? Yeah, saw him this weekend. Really? Yeah. Oh, I so didn't I'm, expect that. Yeah, see? <laughs> I saw him in Lollapalooza, 90-something. Oh, when he was like skinny, right? Like <sighs> yeah, I suppose skinny. he was skinny. Yeah. He also had hair. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's going. And he back was then. surrounded by these guys named Pumpkin. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, they. Well, that's right. That's that's what they were called. Yeah. So speaking of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, we got to talk to Billy Corgan um, about a whole bunch of things, really cool things, um, including a potential reunion. Now we did talk a little bit about a solo uh, project, but um, for sake of time in our podcast, I'm going to cut that out because oh. no one wants to know about his solo stuff. No one wants to know. About no, that's not true. But it's you actually, saw him. You saw him solo. I did. He was not with the Pumpkins. No, no, no. He's a, It was a piano and acoustic guitar, and that's it. That's pretty much what his solo record is, produced by Rick Rubin. Um, if you do want to learn a little bit about the solo record, go to AM New York. Go down the, Actually, go to the Secret Sire page, because um, snippets of the interview mm-hmm. um, that we are not including tonight was actually in the, in article. the, in the so, article. So you're not missing anything. Okay, and yeah. if, if you're, you utilize all the services. If you're a beloved patron, I'm going to just put the entire file up there for you. So you get to you get to actually hear me gush for special dispensation. You know, it's funny when I listen back to it. I was like, oh man, I really do kind of kiss yeah. his butt a little bit. But yeah. 
I'm bit. recollecting his catalog as we speak. So the timing of everything was uh, was uh, it's good timing for you. Was was pretty good. It's right in the in the heart of your hero worship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And we promise it's coming up next uh, yeah. as I'm trying to buy some time for our engineer, Sam. Here we go, Billy Corrigan. Um, take me back to the early days of success for you. Um, I heard a great interview you did. Uh, it was actually on the Dan Lebitard show on ESPN, and you were talking about you know how conflicted you were that you were successful in making money, even though at the same time, you know, as a, as a band and, and, and as a musician, you know, you want your music to be heard. You want success in that sense. Um, I, I love... Just you know, kind of touching on that a little bit, if you can, if you can bring me back to those days. Well, you know, also too in the early '90s, the idea of, of integrity and selling out was like a really big issue to that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of street cred, authenticity, which of course now is completely manufactured. Um, right. And so to even try to bring people back to those times of innocence, where you know who you knew and what club you played. And what label you're on signifies something about your moral character. Mm-hmm. Um, and and unfortunately, you know, for us as a band, we were, you know, we I know it sounds strange, but we grew up in kind of a bubble in Chicago, even though it's a major city. It was very disconnected from the music business. So because we didn't know anybody in New York and L.A., and I don't mean just people in the music business. I'm talking about like the cool guy from the Village Boys or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we showed up, when we showed up in the international corridors of media. L.A., New York, London, Tokyo, we were we were literally aliens. You know, we were like from another planet playing a style of music that they didn't understand. They didn't respect the resources um, or the influences. Like the fact that we were quoting Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, UFO, Cheap Trick, and, you know, Seven Seconds was beyond their pale. Yeah. And we were We were checking the right boxes on the cool... You have the right influences list. You know, back then everyone would say, "Oh, I love Sonic Youth." You know, it's like it was like the standard answer you got. You said to a music critic to let them know you were cool. Yeah. Um, and so because we offended those people, you know, we immediately entered this weird buzzsaw of, "Well, who are you, and what are you doing here, and why are you piggybacking on our precious scene?" And of course, you know, you saw those same stresses and and and. Uh, agendas put on Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, Courtney Love, Cole. You know, they all got the same thing. We just got a particular version of it. So it was it was hard to reconcile this weird story of like, wow, you know, all four of us grew up working class. Yeah. You know, we all grew up, you know, sort of basically middle class or lower. None of us had, you know, rich parents or anything like that. None of us went to an extensive school. Um, and suddenly we're thrust into this bigger conversation about culture and integrity, and we're getting lectured by people who went to Ivy League schools. Yeah. It's yeah. very strange. It's very. It's a very strange position to be in because even if they're right about their snobbiness, they're not right about what it really means to come from the street, which we did. Sure. They yeah. just didn't. They didn't recognize the street we came from. It. It wasn't on their fucking map. Excuse my friend. <laughs> Uh, I also love, uh, you know, in that same thing, you, you kind of you kind of just talk about, you know, EDM stars and, and even like the Kardashians, and, and you're very unapologetic. You know, they're, they're doing something unique, and I actually, I, I like, I kind of adopted that mantra, too, because for years, I think, growing up in the 90s, you know, that's exactly what you, you kind of explained it very succinctly, you know, the selling out quotient, and people kind of are angry at, 
the Kardashians because they make millions of dollars. They don't do anything, but what they do is they they do something and they do it really well. And and that's something you've kind of touched upon before. Yeah, I think we're long past the time of judging how people uh, gain success in the culture. I mean, you can you can be very derogatory about it, or you can be very celebratory about it. But the fact of the matter is, is there really is no difference in American culture anymore between what used to be considered highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, punk, punk, rock, punk rock. Punk rock songs are used in telephone commercials. Um, you see celebrities who are really, really big celebrities routinely slumming to sort of gain some sort of credibility you know, uh, with the masses so that they think that they're down with the people, you know? Yeah. I, I, there's just, it's, it's such a blur that unless you're, um, let's call it a daily observer and commentator on the cultures that exist, parachuting yep. and out making the occasional comment is sort of worthless because you just can't keep up with that jet stream anyway. And, and you know what? It's not going to slow anybody down either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing, too, you're very outspoken about is uh, is social media and, uh, and and how dangerous it can be. Um, you know, for me, it's censorship. That's the thing that I'm, I'm, as an artist, I'm personally always concerned about. I'm concerned about not being able, you know, to express yourself in a logical or intelligent way without being shot down because your opinion doesn't doesn't jive. And, and that's something you've kind of addressed before as well, too. Well, I think I think even though it's a very quiet subject on the bigger radar at the moment. I think free speech is probably the number one issue in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it's strange because we have some really, really big issues in our country right now. Um, and yeah. it's, not to, it's not to diminish them in any way. But my argument would be, very simply speaking as an artist, that as long as free speech is protected in this country, all the other ills in our society will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. More efficiently and quick, more quickly, with more people participating in the process. Yeah. And when you try to silence people, however repugnant you find their opinions or their views, you're only delaying the amount of time it's going to take to get them on board. If you if you are on the right side yeah. of the street with a particular issue, shutting people down and and silencing them and alienating them doesn't actually make them agree with you. In fact, it makes them want to resist you just on the face of the yep. argument that, that you are not taking their opinion into account. In American society, if you if you can step back from the hyperbolic uh, atmosphere that we have in our culture now, which, you know, it is what it is, um, American society is actually inc- incredibly tolerant. We, we tolerate, and I mean this in a very wide sense of the word, we tolerate an incredible diverse set of opinions, cultures, styles. Um, we are, you know, arguably the most progressive country in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. And we've done it in a very short time. Um, in terms of historical arcs, we're, you know, we've moved very quickly and we've been very influential in the world. Um, and so I trust that as long as we keep free speech at the center of our, um, our power as a country... Yeah we'll be fine, even though we're going to go through tough times. And maybe some of those tough times are, are warranted because we want to get to a better place. And it's going to be, you know, it's like the old thing, you know, take a step back before you take a step forward. It feels sure. right now we're taking some steps back, but maybe hopefully we will take a step forward. But I'm utterly convinced that free speech is the most critical 
right in American society. And the minute you start diminishing that, and you see it happening daily, it is not. It is no longer a uh, conspiracy theory. When you see the yep. curtailment of speech, particularly by corporate interests um, mm-hmm. who don't get, who don't really care about the American Republic as much as they care about their bottom line and making sure they don't get attacked by some interest group. Um, sure. When, when you see that, um, and it's a daily story, that should alarm everybody, but it hasn't reached that level of alarm yet. Uh, very well said. Uh, you've been very generous with your time, so I, I only have two more questions, and I really appreciate it. Um, the obligatory is, uh, you know, there's rumors of a of a original lineup Smashing Pumpkins reunion. Uh, is there anything that you could you could talk about with uh, with regards to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, generally, you know, uh, you know, there's been a lot of poking around. Um, I'm hopeful, and, and hopefully um, it will happen, but I can't say for sure it will, and I can't say um, it won't. You know, um, the good news is that the issues that were in the way, which really were more personal than, than professional, a lot of those have been sort of sorted out the last few years very quietly um, between um, uh, particularly me and, you know, some of the ex-band members. So um, I'm very happy with that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have peace in my life in a way that I hadn't had for a lot of years. And that, you know, that even, you know, James is on this record. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't heard the song, but there's a song in this record that James plays on, you know. Okay. Um, to have, to have um, you know, James and Darcy particularly back in my life is, is a great thing. So whether or not we play, if we play, how we play, where we play, what we play, that is all totally secondary to me beyond the fact that we're, we're you know, we, we have, you know, it's this reestablishment of the relationships because that's, that's really what drove the music in the first place. Sure. Wow, that's that's great news, and I'd love to, uh, I hope it keeps progressing in a way that we get to hear. (laughs) We get to hear some music out of you guys. Um, Last question, this this is a pop culture podcast after all, so I have to definitely, we focus on superhero movies and comic books and things like that. Um, You know, are you into any of the comic book movies or the Comic-Con scene? Did you read comics as a kid? Uh, You know, what, what, what kind of pop culture do you consume? Um, I was a big, huge Marvel fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, loved Iron Man and a lot of other stuff, and and have and through the years have even collected old vintage Marvel stuff. Um, and uh, as far as the comic book movies, I to me, I just I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they lost me about Iron Man one. I think that was my last. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I get it in the sense that I, I really think it's awesome. And somebody who grew up in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, like I went to Star Wars the day it came out, you know, the original yeah. 19, whatever, 77 version. So as somebody yeah. who grew up in air that saw the dawn of what is now the, the modern version of that and how yeah. it went through like a terrible time in the nineties and it's made this incredible comeback and to see what, you know, Stanley and Jack Kirby and all them built, um, you know, even the Batman stuff. It's 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 really cool as a fan, but yeah. I think that the the economic part of the movie business interest in terms of how it's influenced those movies to where they feel less original. I will I will say though to not sound completely like a negative guy. I thought the uh, Doctor Strange movie that came out, I guess it would have okay. been out about a year ago, I thought that was really like, okay, I thought, okay, now this is somebody that's actually doing something different, and this feels right to me as a fan of that that character. I thought that was that was really awesome. But overall, like the third 
fourth, fifth Spider-Man reboot, you know, super CGI. I just, I can't do it anymore. And, and maybe I'm showing my age, but they kind of lost <laughs> me and lost away on that. Um, yeah. Because, because I will say this real quickly, and, and I'm saying it as a fan because I know you have people, and I don't want to be that guy. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not being a hater. What, what, if you go back and read the original Marvels, what was really attractive was that there was always a sense that in amongst the superpower stuff was, it was about friendship and camaraderie and kind of a, uh, a piss take on, on modern culture, kind of making, like, you know, the sarcasm was always kind of part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think when it gets too CGI, too over the top, too ridiculi, I think mm-hmm. an old school fan like me feels a little bit like this isn't really why I'm into this stuff. Yeah. And I go back, unless real quickly, I'll go back to the first Star Wars movie. Um, you go back and you know, the special effects are a bit soggy and stuff, but the relationships in that movie are so strong. And the, and the way those characters seem to bond together in a, in a particular way, that's what makes the movie so special. Yeah. So as long as you always have that, I think the other stuff is the cool part. But if you miss the, the relationship part, like in the Fantastic Four, if you don't have that relationship, it's just, then it's just another movie. And, and these days, anybody can make those movies. I mean, there's so many CGI movies, it's like you sure. lose count. Sure. Um, real quick. That's not you in Small Wonder, right? And how many times have you gotten asked that? Oh, Jesus Christ. If, 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 I, could, if I could reach the phone and strangle you, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I will say though, in, in, to, to, to carry the joke on, that joke went on for a while. God knows how it started. It was like a weird urban myth rumor. And then it, yeah. turned, into, and then it turned into Manson. <laughs> so somehow he, he started getting it. And I've been with Manson when people have come up to him and asked him if he was the kid in the Small Wonder. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so somehow the urban the urban myth of me it was me turned into Manson. So I'm very happy to say I'm very happy to say it is him, and yeah. uh, and and you can ask him about it next time you talk to him. <laughs> Billy, uh, this has been an absolute delight. I really, like I said, been a huge fan for a long time, and just rekindled my fandom into your music uh, the last you know. You know, three, four years or so. Or so. so it's been uh, uh, just really great timing. And I'm looking forward to the solo record and trying to score tickets to the show as well, too. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com. You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they had their little like. I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm a, I work in you know, a Starbucks. I'm a man. It's fantastic. And uh, 
<laughs> they just have these old men club and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> it's a creepy sausage fest <laughs> on on caffeine. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Before we uh, get into our most popular Good segment, you, by the way, thank you. Yeah, thank you. No I tried. I tried. Solidarity for you. I think so. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate solidarity. Yeah. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans: Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, Not our, name. our program director Stephanie Dolce, our executive producers Steve Ovecki, Brian Phelps, and Christina Gillen. I know those people. And as always, our Uber fan Christina Dolce. Fix. And um, <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was a cool interview. He was very cool to talk to. A lot of people have problems with him now because <gasps> he uh, is a big Alex Jones guy. Because he cut his hair? Oh. Yeah. Infowars guy? Right. Really? But if you listen to his interviews on there... Now, don't get me wrong. He gets into the conspiracy angle, which is why Howard Stern... Because actually... he saw an alien. Right. So... Right. He gets into the conspiracy theories a lot because of that. You'd be into Alex Jones if you saw a, a, a reptilian. <laughs> maybe, maybe Alex Jones is a reptilian. He probably is. Yeah. Have you seen Alex Jones? He's, he's, a, he's a very scary individual. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, you saw, you're walking down the street, you're going home, right? You see a reptilian. You'd be listening to Alex Jones. I think so, too. Like, a couple of... No, but that's why a lot of people have kind of been like, oh, I'm, I'm off the Billy Corgan train because he ah. he's turned into that. But I, I you know... If you listen to his interviews on there, he's never, he's not like trumpeting necessarily. Like he was not a Bernie guy though. I'll tell you right off. He's like, he's not a Bernie guy, period. Because he thinks that, and, and I, look, I don't disagree necessarily with this. He thinks that capitalism brings out innovation, you know, and I, I think it does too. I think competition does think, bring is, about is innovation. Is Bernie actually pushing socialism? He's just a socialist. Yeah. I don't know if he's pushing socialism in, it, in itself. I think he might might have been i think that's what his whole run was not really that's nah. why all those you know nah, although really. you know nah. that was yeah. the disinformation yes eh, i don't know i don't agree with bernie's politics here but we'll, we'll, we'll go on well that's a different story that's a different i'm just thing. saying he's not pushing that well anyway but that's what uh just, just to make you sure that you're accurate okay in your reporting i'm never accurate i'm there's just no, trying to help there's no accurate. no you're not you're not usually accurate irregardless of what you're saying ah, my head <laughs> People got off Crack the billy. Like an egg. People got off the billy train for that, but I, I, Why you know, would you stop. I mean, that's the problem. You, your favorite, your favorite musician or whatever yeah. doesn't believe in, you know, Madonna or you know whatever, whatever kind of she, is she real iconicism you want to you want to apply to them. And so she's now I was like, I'm not going to listen. Now. I'm not going to listen to him anymore because he doesn't think that uh, like a virgin is the greatest song. That's just that's the stupidest right reason to not listen to something that you love. Right. You didn't fall in love with these songs because this person was a conservative, right? You know, or a liberal, right? You fell in love with the song because you heard the song. You're like, hey, that reminds me of blah blah blah. Sure, I associate that with good times, yeah. right? And so now all of a sudden you find out that he's a reptilian and you're not going to listen to his music anymore? <laughs> no, no. He's not the reptilian. Are you Although, sure? Are you sure? That's the best way to do it. <laughs> Draw us all up the sand. Yes. Get us with the music. All musicians are reptilians. <laughs> That's how it, we figured that we cracked the code. Well. Now it, they're going to kill us all. Way to go. Sorry. Thanks. Sorry. 
Good, Our good intern's time, young and good time and to be an intern. <laughs> has a, a bright future of reptilians. Not anymore. We're reptilian be, slavery we're gonna, yes. and punishment <laughs> ahead. All right, we do this every week. We go spinning the racks to bring you the most fantastical pop culture news out there. Spin the rack, spin the rack. We've got officially one news story tonight really, to talk for spin about the racks. for spin the rack. We're gonna spin one rack, and it's the freakiest thing ever. Hamburger Helper reveals oh what's inside the glove. So and it is stupid. freaking people out. No, How is it freaking people out, though? How are they, what did they think was in the hand? It's a, okay, hold on. How does a, how, how does a hand with a face yeah. not freak people out, yeah. but seeing what's under the hand and the face freak people out more? Oh, because it's like his costume, you know? So it, it, it's... What do they think those things are waving around when he's, when he's moving? He doesn't have like a body. You, it's like if you had a horrible scar, but you wore a hat all the time. Then you'd be like, hey, he's got a horrible scar. But I would look like a normal be... human being. If I was the shape of a glove, sure. people would be like, yeah, it's just a costume. No. <laughs> no, that's me. Well, so people started to tweet out possible renditions of what was under there. So it was the, there was an actual skull with two like tiny hands underneath there. There was oh, little, boy. like all, okay. you know, all kinds on. of things there. Let's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Sure. Because you're going you're gonna to have to start from the beginning anyway, yeah. right? How did this all come about? Who, who, who decided? Somebody was tweeting, and it just it really was just a somebody okay. was tweeting about what is under the glove. <laughs> Some idiot. And he tweeted like a picture of what he thought was under overly there. Overly curious. And it went viral. It went absolutely viral. So then and so Hamburger Helper is like, people, oh, we're going to capitalize on this. The this official. Capitalism. So at Helper. <laughs> oh, my God. With the check mark. The official Hamburger Helper handle finally put an end to it and tweeted it out it is a glove with a tiny human being on their knees too on their knees with four arms manipulating the fingers and that freaked people out i would freak me out so that's a big glove then yes yes so when we're seeing it it looks like the size of a of a of an oven mitten yes so the entrees that's even more scary. Yes. Because the entrees that he's hawking, yeah. that mu- those must be the size of cars yeah. in reality. Mm-hmm. So why aren't people more freaked out by that? That's a complete waste of food. Yeah. People are starving. No. 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 That's not, that's not an issue. It's just some crazy stuff. It's just, it's just some crazy stuff. Like why would I, they answered a question I never needed an answer to. I never even asked that question. Yeah, right? well, somebody did. There's well, always going to be someone. If you give everybody, if you give the entire public access, that's today's. That's, that's today's the problem. Internet. Public that's access. Internet. There's going to be one stoner out there who's going to be like, you know what? <laughs> I need to know what's under that glove, man. <laughs> I need to know. And I, you know what? I got a pipeline right to Hamburger Helper. I'm going to ask me a question. So we covered a lot of ground tonight. We had a lot of fun. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about the. Our uh, intern's going to quit. Oh, so she's she's, yeah, she's gone. She's like out of here. she's out of here. Like she already <laughs> left. Like yeah, she's gone. Like I have to break down the set. Like this is <laughs> the entire reason I get an intern. Um, no, we're gonna be doing some cool things uh, coming up next week. We're gonna preview Stranger Things too because yep. it's coming out on Friday. So we're gonna talk is about it this every next. It no, it's next, next Friday. Friday it's twenty seven. Yeah, I was previewing next week. Ah, well, you gotta mm. say next Friday. Well, I I, I said say. yeah next, said next week. week. But you said it's coming out Friday. Next week we're going to be previewing Stranger uh, Things too. Right. Because it's coming out that Friday. You didn't say that Friday. It, uh, it's possible that I didn't. You didn't. But I probably did. No, you didn't. 
We'll listen to so it. So we're going to preview Stranger Things 2. Uh, we're also going to have Lou Ferrigno joining us to talk a little bit about Thor Ragnarok, which is coming up in two weeks. And then in two weeks, we've actually got Paul Reiser from Stranger Things 2 nice. coming on to talk about his new role yeah. in the show. And that'll be buzzing. That'll be a great time because it'll yeah. be buzzing about how it's the greatest show on earth. Well, it, it is. It is. So. Yeah, the first season was. We'll Annie, you, come, you coming season. back next week? No. Uh, yeah. Didn't think so. Did not Looking think for so. new interns. Yeah. <laughs> Join us, Secrets of the Sire. Thank you, guys. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo-hoo! What's that? (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 